100.3 WRMB, home of the Quincy Harris Morning Show with K Fox and DL Hughley in the afternoon. I'm Karen Vaughn, and today we're talking about something that is very serious, something that is affecting our community that we want to shed light on, that we want to help and protect our kids. So today I have Ryan Kaufman. He's from the Tobacco Policy and Control Program Manager. He is here on behalf of the community, I would like to say, because there's so much going on with flavored tobacco. Ryan actually has here in the studio, and you can jump on our Facebook page. We're on Facebook Live right now. And he came in with some treats and tricks that we're actually going to be talking about in regards to flavored tobacco and marketing it to our kids. First and foremost, Ryan, thank you for all that you do. All right, talk on the mic just a little bit more, a little bit more. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. And bringing in this visual because it really hits home in regards to flavored tobacco, how it's being sold, how it's being marketed. And I'm looking at all of the candy here um, Mm -hmm. in the studio. And I see flavors like fruit punch, grape, strawberry, peach. Very appealing to children, right? Right. One may not think that there's any harm. But they're dangerous. Mm-hmm. Explain to the parents, explain to the kids, how, how are these dangerous coming into your life? Thank you, Karen. Thanks so much for having me on and for the opportunity to talk with the community about this, this important issue. Mm-hmm. So what's happening in Philadelphia right now is youth are smoking less cigarettes and using more other types of tobacco products, including cigars. So use of cigar-type products is actually going up dramatically, especially for African-American youth. Mm. Many of these products are highly flavored with candy and fruit flavors that are intended uh, to appeal to our young people and to entice and allure them to use tobacco. And then the flavorings themselves actually cut the harsh taste of the tobacco smoke. So a young person's throat is less likely to be irritated. They're more mm. likely to continue smoking, continue to get addicted, and then uh, go down the road of addiction to disease and death. Wow. So this is a really concerning issue. So these same flavorings that are used in candy like Jolly Ranchers, Lifesavers, and Kool-Aid is actually used to flavor tobacco products. And a vast majority, upwards of three-quarters or more of all youth that start smoking do so with a flavored product. So these flavorings, as you mentioned, fruit punch, mint chocolate chip, French vanilla, are clearly intended for our children mm-hmm. and are a very um, concerning strategy of the tobacco industry to uh, induce a next generation of tobacco users uh, for their profits. So parents that are listening in now and just it realize, being, you know, realizing now that, hmm, although they may be five for 99 cents and I think I'm giving my kid a treat or, you know, they just want a candy or maybe we're mm-hmm. stopping in the store after work and they need something to kind of settle over, you know, until dinner. What would you say to them? Because now they're like in shock. They're like in awe, like, OMG, I did not know this. So I think parents, a very important message for them is that there is no safe type of tobacco product and to share that with their with their children. No safe. Yeah, there is no safe tobacco product, whether it's cigarettes, smokeless tobacco, or cigars. Uh, mm-hmm. Any tobacco product can cause addiction, disease, and death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that to make them aware that this, uh, the marketing of these products in the form of the, the flavorings, but also the cheap price and often finding these located in establishments next to other kid-friendly products are strategy for the tobacco industry to to target our children. So I think it's important for all parents in Philadelphia to stand up against the tobacco industry and yes. stand for our communities and our children and say, our kids are off limits, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Our kids are going to have long, full, healthy, happy lives being tobacco-free. What are some of the scenarios that you see daily that everyone should know about that come across your desk in relation <laughs> to flavored tobacco? 
I think it's important to know why the flavoring is put in these products. As mm-hmm. I mentioned, it's to mask the harsh taste of the tobacco smoke and to make it more palatable, especially for young users. So that's asked often of us, and I think that's an important message. Another one is that cigarette use is going down, but use of these products are going up. So uh-huh. if you only look at the rates of cigarette use, it's easy to say we're, we're winning the war against protecting and promoting the health of our children from smoking, when in actuality, cigarette use is going down, but the use of these products are going up. Another question that comes up around these often uh, that comes across my desk is that, well, people are just using these products for marijuana. They're not being used for tobacco. But that's where it's so important to get into communities and talk Mm -hmm. with communities and youth about these products. And what they'll tell you is that even if you use the the blunt wrap or the emptied out cigar to smoke marijuana, you're still getting tobacco through that outer, outer layer. And there's no safe level of tobacco smoke. Secondly, there are certain brands that people will use for marijuana, but there's also certain brands of cigars that are just used for smoking tobacco. So there's a lot of, I think, despite how ubiquitous these products are, there's a lot of myths and misconceptions about Mm -hmm. the true harm uh, that they can visit on their user, on individuals, on neighborhoods and communities as well. What's the average age here in Philadelphia that a child is starting to use flavored tobacco? The average age of initiation generally is somewhere between the age of 11 to 14. I'm not confident on what the mm-hmm. ages are for Philadelphians specifically. Okay. But uh, we have, you know, the national data really shows us that youth of initiation is, is very young, 11 to 14 years old. And you don't have a true uh, understanding of the addictive potential of these products and the harms of these products. Also related to that, I mean, you and I are looking at these, and we're adults. You know, mm-hmm. we know the way of the world on some level. Yeah. Uh, but it's very difficult for us as adults to be able to tell what is candy and what is tobacco. Imagine if you show this. I mean, I show these products to uh, nine-year-olds, fourth graders, and right. I hold this up and say, what does this look like? And they'll yeah. say candy. Right? So it's as grown adults, it's difficult for us to know what's what. Imagine a young person walking into a retail store in Philly. So how how are they being introduced? Is it, you know, in the store with their parents? Is it through friends? You know, which way are they being introduced? Because 11 to 14, that's like, you know, fifth, sixth grade on up. So there's a few ways. One is that, unfortunately, there are some retailers um, in cities like Philadelphia that sell Mm -hmm. to minors, uh, despite there being laws in place to protect minors from being able to access tobacco. So anyone listening can call 1-888-99-SMOKE. That's 1-888-99-SMOKE, and they can report a retailer that they suspect is selling to a minor in their neighborhood, okay. and that will trigger immediate compliance check of that retailer to confirm if they are selling to minors, and if they are, they will be issued a citation for that, uh, that illegal act. Um, they can also report that on our Smoke Free Philly site, smokefreephilly.org. There's a tab there for report illegal activity. They can report that um, suspected transaction um, on our website as well. I think another thing that happens with these products and how they become aware of them is uh, if you go into establishments, these can sometimes be placed right next to other kid-friendly products. So you're going in there and you'll find this next to the Starburst or Mm -hmm. next to other types of candy. And so when you see those products in those settings um, placed next to other kid-friendly products, that association that this is just like candy or this is something much less harmful than it is Mm -hmm. can take place. The last thing I'll say is that if you can see here, they're incredibly cheap, five for 99 cents. Yes. So they're less than a quarter each. So uh, it's when these products are cheaper, they fall more within the price range of what young people feel like they're able to afford. They may not be able to afford a pack of cigarettes, but they will 
be able to afford these these cigar type products. And it starts them a lot early. Like eleven is very young. Mm-hmm. I have a thirteen year old, so he's right in the middle of this eleven to uh, to fourteen. And you know, just being out with friends, having a dollar, and wanting some candy, or you're thinking it's candy and it's really flavored tobacco. That that sends like the wrong message. So right. I'm so glad that you guys are, you know kicking off this initiative, talking to the communities, talking to the parents, talking to us, because at the end of the day, you know, we're fighting for our kids. That's right. And they are our most precious resource. Yeah, so we're protecting there's two them. exciting things happening with this. We have mm-hmm. a big media campaign that's launching right now that talks about candy and fruit flavored tobacco that's on okay. billboards, radio stations, mm-hmm. uh, social media. But there's also uh, a very prominent hearing that's taking place tomorrow, June 5th at 1 o'clock, City Hall, 4th Floor Council Chambers. There's legislation that was introduced to try to prohibit the sale Mm -hmm. of these products uh, in retail spaces in Philadelphia. So anyone listening that is concerned about the welfare and well-being and future of our young people uh, Mm -hmm. should feel free to come out to that public hearing Mm -hmm. and show their support. What is your end goal with the hearing tomorrow and then your initiative beyond? How can we help you? Past tomorrow. We're helping today, getting everyone aware of Flavor Tobacco, the hearing tomorrow uh, at 1.30. What, what do you need from us moving forward? So the hearing tomorrow at 1 is uh, about legislation that was introduced by City Council. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's City Council that has introduced this legislation, and I applaud Councilman Jones and many other council members who's demonstrated their vision and leadership for protecting and promoting the public's health from tobacco use by introducing this legislation. So I think it would it's wonderful that they've shown this this initiative and leadership. So Philadelphians, that's a public hearing, can come out to that hearing to show yeah. their support. Uh, the end goal of the Department of Public Health and Tobacco Policy and Control is to reduce adult and youth tobacco use mm-hmm. and help restore the time, the health, and the money uh, that tobacco use uh, deprives Philadelphians of so they can realize their full potential uh, for themselves, for their family, for their neighborhoods, and for their communities. So reduce resources and protect. Thank yeah. you so much, Ryan. Thank you this very is, much. This has been, been amazing. Pleasure. We're going to talk a little bit more off air. We're on our Facebook page, so we're going to be on Facebook Live. Jump on at RB Philly on Facebook. You'll be able to see the candy here. We're going to talk about the differences and these, these tips and tricks and, and some hacks so mm-hmm. parents can be better equipped in understanding flavored tobacco how they harm our kids, and how we're all going to move forward together. Thank you so much, Ryan. My pleasure. Thanks again for having me.